¿Quieres pedo, güey? No, chale. Chale, chale, chale. ¿Quieres pedo? No, chale. chale. Ya sabes que a mí me vale. Me vale. ¿Quieres pedo? No, chale. Chale. Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the podcast. Uh, I hope your day is going as good as mine because I'm sitting here in beautiful Southern California. I'm looking out the window right now and it's such a gorgeous day. Life's, life's pretty good. So if you guys know me, you know that I enjoy some of the finer things in life, which would be a good beer on a hot day, a nice cigar at night by the by the fire pit, uh, some nice food and some good company. Well, today's guest is he enjoys all the same stuff as I do. Uh, when I first met him, it was actually through uh, a mutual friend, uh, Alberto Del Rio, uh, when Alberto was the president of um, uh, Combate Americas, the uh, MMA organization. So uh, we had dinner and uh, as soon as I hooked up with, with this dude, yeah, I knew right away that we were cut from the same cloth. Uh, definitely the same likes, grew up very much the same, same background, same culture, and uh, he, he enjoys the, the nicer things also. Um, so today we got uh, MMA referee Mike Beltran. Now you might know Mike, he's the referee with that big old long mustache that comes all the way down to like his, uh, his stomach, but that's the dude that, uh, that uh, got on today, man. Really, really good dude. A guy that... that um, you know, grew up, he grew up in the barrio. He grew up tough, man. And uh, a lot of his homies went, uh, they went one route. They ended up doing the gang route. Uh, and he ended up enlisting in the Marines and then uh, becoming an L.A. County Sheriff. So you got this guy who, uh, you know, his friends went one way and he went the other way. And then uh, started doing jujitsu and became, uh, I believe he's a brown belt now, and um, which is right under black belt. And uh, now he's also on TV as one of the... Uh, the leading referees in MMA. So uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast, which I think you will. But uh, let me present to you uh, MMA referee Mike Beltran. All right, man. Mike, what's going on, brother? Right here, brother, man. Finally, we've got this, uh, got our Bluetooth uh, working and uh, we're straight now, man. You're in Australia enjoying your coffee and I'm over here just, just, just chilling in my air-conditioned pad. I know, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll tell you what, man. We met one time when you were uh, out to dinner with uh, um, Alberto Del Rio when he was doing the Combate Americas. And uh, right away, man, I was like, all right, this guy. First, I seen you on TV, of course. You can't miss the mustache and, uh, you know, all the MMA fights. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's he's a homie. He's he's one of the boys, man. So right away, I knew, like, all right, this guy's he's we're, we're on the salt of the earth. The same. We're the same. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, that was a. We were good, man. We bonded from there, man. And, and, and Alberto's a great guy and his family with his dad and his brother. And that was actually yeah, cool. Sure. That was a really good uh, good dinner we had there in Orange County, I believe, we're right? It's yeah, cool. yeah. It was in Orange County somewhere. Like, I think in the Huntington Beach area is, that, I think, where we met up at. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what was weird is that I didn't know, and I guess it makes total sense, but I was thinking wrestling style that, you know, if there's a referee that's wrestling for uh, – that's refereeing for – if there's a referee that's refer refereeing for the WWE, that he works for the WWE, or if he works for AEW, he works for AEW. You guys work for 
all different or you're you're independent basically as yeah. far as you guys are biased to any organization and you can do you can work bellator you can work ufc is that correct yeah yeah pretty much how it works is we're with the athletic commission right so the athletic commission Makes are sense. the ones who, who who assigns you and every state has an athletic commission so I work for the California Athletic State Commission. I'm licensed all over the country and, and been all over the world for to do events. Um, but um, usually, if it's a if it's a show like a UFC comes in or Bellator or w- whatever wants to come into a to a state, um, the state are the ones who who do the assignments. And there could be a recommendation by the uh, by the company say, hey, we like you know we like Herb Dean. You know he, he he's he, he's our go to guy. Or uh, Mark Goddard, you know, who's who's I think he's phenomenal, and um, um, let's get those guys, and then they'll call whoever they want to and check on availability, and and that's kind of how it works. Mm. So, that's cool, man. That's cool. And big uh, big John, big John McCarthy. Yeah, big John, man. Yeah, big John's a man, dude. He's he's the he's the he's the, uh, he's the OG, man. That's the uh, that's the man, yeah, right? I did yeah, uh, some sure. filming at one of at his gym in Valencia. He's got a big, huge. Does he still have the big MMA gym? No, I think he. I'm almost positive he sold it. He, he sold he? it. He's he lives in he lives in Tennessee now. So oh, he moved. Okay, yeah. In he, Valencia, he, he had a he had a big old he had a big old place, man. Finally, all the I I don't blame the guys like Rogan and stuff that are leaving uh, because of their taxes. If hey, if I signed a hundred million dollar deal. I'm going to move to <laughs> yeah, Tennessee, Texas, man. Shit. Why not? You know, you don't have to deal yeah, with right. those crazy ass taxes, but yeah, John left. He's, he, he uprooted out of California. He went to Nevada. He was living in Las Vegas and um, you know, and then he, he, he was obviously refereeing a lot and it was close to, you know, the, the, the airport was close to his pad and, and um, Las Vegas is pretty convenient for, for flying. And um, he was there for a while, you know, and visited him out there at his pad. And um, he, he, he went to Tennessee. And I go, yeah, Tennessee, you know, he's like, I didn't think they were going to pull the trigger. And shit, dude, sure enough, he, he you know, he uprooted out of Nevada and, and uh, he went to, uh, to, to Tennessee. And that's where he's at. Well, there's, that's, that's, I might change my, my mind when it comes down to it because, you know, I've been everywhere and, and there's no place like California. No wonder people live here and pay their taxes because, you know, Cali's Cali, bro. I mean, there's always something to do, the beaches, the mountains, the deserts, everything's so close. So it, it'd be very hard for me to go live somewhere else. It'd be, it'd be I, tough. I, no, but you know what, dude? I, I, I agree. I love California, man. I mean, just like you right? said, for all the things you just said, I mean, uh, everything is here, you know, and not, not to mention my family, you know, our families are, are, are out of here, and, um, of you know, but um, I, I just love the weather here. You know, and when you, when you do go, when you do go out of California and you do go to Minnesota, Wisconsin, Ooh, yeah. Michigan, Chicago, a hey, hey, brother, that, that, that's, that's a different kind of cold, man. <laughs> There, there's know? three months. There's three months that is a, a, a motherfucker anywhere you go, except for California. We got a couple weeks here or there, but man, anywhere you go, it's anywhere else. You got you know New York, you got cold for three months. You know Florida, you got humid for three months. Phoenix, you got insanely hot for three months. Cali, man, it's always like year round. We're good, bro. You know. Yeah. No. I, you, you, look, you can't beat the weather. Um, you know, and if you wanna, you wanna, you wanna bump it up, man, move to San Diego. 
you know, San Diego is even better than, than Los Angeles or, or Orange County, you know? It's yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. San, San Diego's, I, me personally, I love San Diego. I agree. I, San Diego's awesome, man. San Diego's great. And you get like the La Jolla area and all that area. Oh, that's like, bro, there's, yeah, yeah, for sure. You, um, you're a Cali boy, huh? Where, where'd you grow up? Uh, East LA. East LA, man. East LA. East LA, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? Really? Uh, East LA, yeah, but woo. My parents, my parents were uh, immigrants from Mexico, you know, just like, yeah. like most Mexican stories. And uh, mm -hmm. at some, at some, at some point in, our, in any Mexican's life, you cross paths and you end up in East LA. And uh, my parents are, my dad's from Culiacán, Sinaloa, and my mom's from Tepehuanes, Durango. And um, they, they, they came over to the United States, obviously, to, uh, to live the American dream. And, and um, you know, they have a lot of pride in, in, in being Mexican and where they're from, but they weren't going to fulfill their dreams that they wanted or to do or to live the kind of quality of life um, like you can't here in the United States. And uh, right. so they, 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 they were here and they met here and they settled in East LA. And, um, you know, um, that's where I was born, you know, I was born in East LA and then uh, I went to Garfield High School and, um, you know, graduated class of 1991. And, uh, you know, and my parents have worked very hard, you know, my, my dad, uh, my dad worked, man, three jobs, man, three jobs to, to make ends meet. It's funny, mm -hmm. cause we, you know, we, you know, I've you know, talked is uh, you don't realize, you don't realize how broke down you really are, you know, and, and, and uh, you don't realize it because we were raised with so much love in our family and we had cousins and we had floor sleepers and shit like that. And, and uh, right. we had needles, we call them needles, you know, and, and everybody was at the pad and uh, uh, my dad never complained, would always take care of my, my, my cousins and my mom's side and it was one big family and my mom went to East LA college to learn to speak English and, and um, she can, she can educate herself, got into real estate and uh, um, it took her like four times or five times to pass that real estate exam. But my mom was resilient and she knew what she wanted to do even without, even with the major, major language barrier she put herself and kept studying and learned the English language. And, and, uh, so she passed the test and, you know, my dad was a butcher at farmer John, he worked construction and then he was a banquet waiter at night. And, wow. uh, my, my mom took care of all of us. And then she was going to school to learn to speak English until she passed the test and got into real estate. And, you know, the rest is history. My parents, my parents have, my parents have done very well for themselves and have properties now. And, um, they're retired out, they're living out their investments and, you know, they raised all four of us, you know, and, uh, we, you know, we, we all turned out, you know, we all turned out, we were all fortunate. We turned out pretty good, you know, so we're, we're American dream, bro, right there. The American dream at its, at its fullest. And that's, that's an awesome story. It's great to hear. Mine's similar, just no real estate and no school. I'm just punching people in the face. So yeah. didn't punch in the face. But <laughs> and a little bit about your story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, man, because, um, you know, when I first saw you, when I see you on TV, I think I oh, was big old German guy or, you know, <laughs> whatever. And then talking to you, you're, you're, you're the homie, you're a homie. You were, there's always that one, that one uh, uh, Guerito in, in the Mexican in the Mexican gang, the Mexican group, you know, that was you, right? With the blue eyes. Yeah, and the... yeah <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was always that, uh, um, yeah, right I, boy. I, I, I was always that Guero, man. And, and it, it, yeah. it's funny because, uh, you know, I would hear people, you know, talk shit or talk, you know, talk a bunch of, talk a bunch of high-powered masa, and I can hear them, and they don't think I'm, they think I'm white. 
Right. So I'm listening, listening to them, and then I can hear, man, you know, este huero que se cree, and they're talking a bunch of madness, and we're saying something about a, a family member or something. They're trying to be funny. Right. I just sit there, and I just, and I, when they're done, I just respectfully go over there and tell them, hey, cabrón, no sabes con qué te estás poniendo. Si no sabes lo que estás hablando, mejor cállate los hijos, cabrón. Antes que te metas en un pedo que no te puedas salir. So, what, I love the look on their face, bro. The look on their face when that happens. Like, their eyes go, yeah. oh, and then hey, you can just say, right? <laughs> Oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Oh, man, we're right? just fucking around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's all good, man. But uh, yeah, you know, it was, we, we, we grew up, uh, we grew up with, uh, you know, my parents worked very hard, you know, and, and uh, of course, yeah. Um, and um, they're Mexican. You know, of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah, People, there's yeah, this, sure. this, mis, this, mis, this uh, misconception that, Mexicans, you know, ah, oh, you know, like the Taco Bell, you know, with the uh, taking the siesta with their little hats and stuff, you know, you know, their sombreros. And no, nah, man, Mexicans work their butts off. You know, everybody knows that Mexicans, we work hard. People work, they don't stop. Now, they play hard too. When it's time to play, they play hard. But, bro, when they work, there's no, there's, you know, there's, there's no playing around. No, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a cultural thing, you know, it's a, um, you know, they work hard and take care of their families, all about family. And, and come, come Saturday, they get their drink on Sunday, they go to church and then it's repeat again. You know, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, in, in wrestling, wrestling was always a big, uh, Sunday was a big, um, a big day because a big wrestling day. And we used to explain one time, my dad explained that to Michael Hayes, uh, one of the Freebirds, the wrestlers that he said, look, you know, you know, Saturday, Friday, you know, the, they, they get off work, you know, and they'll go out and go out Saturday. They really, the guys really go out, but then Sunday, because you know, the, the wives are all mad at them because they've been going out for the last few nights. It's family day. So Sunday's a big wrestling day. So they always take the whole family and try to make up for their mamadas the last two days. And, <laughs> and they take them to the wrestling matches on Sunday, you know? So wrestling was always a, a Sunday was always a big wrestling day because the whole, they take all the family after church, boom, you know, they, they go eat and then, wrestling bro so that was it was big back Dude, in the day you know what's funny about about, about lucha libre right i i grew up watching wrestling i mean I, awesome. I i was i was a huge wrestling fan as a kid i mean to me hulk hogan was like i was a huge hulkamaniac man i was just right. loved hulk hogan man and uh i even dressed up like him for halloween uh in, in oh, high yeah. school yeah man you know and uh um but i remember you know i grew up a lot going to tijuana as a kid, because my family, from my mom's side from Durango, they moved to Tijuana. And uh, so my cousins were there. So we were, it was funny. This is how, how innocent things were, is that I remember taking the Entre California bus on Atlantic and Olympic in East LA. And it was like 12 bucks to get on that bus. And I was like 11 or 12 years old. Wow, that's a lot of money back, back then. Back then, yeah. For a and, bus, and, for and, a yeah. bus, yeah. OCTD, we used to take that and be like, you know, like, like, Dollar, I don't know, like dollar twenty-five with the transfer and shit. Yeah, and I, I would get on that bus with my backpack for just to go for go to TJ for the weekend or for the week with my cousins. And when I would go to, I would go to Tijuana a whole lot. I grew up, I know Tijuana very well. I would go to a lot of Torio, the Tijuana, to watch Lucha Libre. That's right. That's right. And and that's an old school, like that was like, you know, that was not. WWF or American style was Lucha Libre. It was its own identity. Lucha Libre. It was with Lucha the mask, Libre. With the mask, with the mask, and all the 
My second okay. match of my life was in that was in that arena. My in second match. Yeah. yeah, and I was Caliente Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and I remember going to that and uh, um, going to the Lucha Libre matches with my cousins, and and uh, um, you know they had all the cool masks, and uh, um, yeah. you know it was it was uh, it was like a huge treat for us as kids, you know, just to go and and and. You know, I don't know how many pesos it was to get in, but you know, it, it wasn't really a bad seat in the house, and right. uh, it was it was always cool in there, man. You know, you had all the all the all the hardcore diehard luchador fans, and it was it was cool, man. It was pretty badass, and that's you know, I, I love the lucha libre, and and uh, and and I was a she remember being a huge huge WWF fan, man. You know, with 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 man, I just enjoyed it as a kid. You know, that was that was a uh, that was so much fun actually watching it with my dad. You know, we used to watch it. Yeah, yeah, man. Totally. I mean, we used to go, I mean, of course, we were in Tijuana, some of that in Tijuana, but we'd go in, you know, right out of high school and we'd go down to Revolution Street and go hit Baby yeah. Rock. Remember Baby Rock? You know, because we could yeah. drink over there, right? And, you know, remember they'd always have like the, you know, the music, like the pump up the jam, pump it up, you know? Oh, yeah, you <laughs> like, do man. You go way back. <laughs> yeah, bro. That was it, man. Then we'd go there for the, you know, not even the night. We'd go there and then we'd drive home afterwards. God, I, I can't believe it. Pendejos, but we did. Baby, baby, baby Rock was, what was it, the place to be? You know, that was right? like the, that was like, man, Baby Rock was cool with the rocks. You walk in there and, you yeah. know, two stories. And you know what, dude, Baby Rock, was the was my first professional MMA fight that I refereed. Really, for anybody listening, Baby Rock was a was a um, a, a bar like a disco bar in in T, in T, Tijuana, Mexico. That that you know a lot of Americans would go over the GIs and stuff because we could drink at eighteen there. So that that's where we were at. But that's just to let everybody know. But so you, your that's first a, that's a total historical thing. You got to give the foundation yeah. of what, what baby rock was. It was like the baby coolest, rock. Bro. It yeah. was the coolest club in TJ and everybody from San Diego, from Los Angeles, even Bakersfield would yeah. go there. Because oh yeah. It was, a, it was a cool place to go. And, and then obviously it's like everything else it's ran its course, but, but baby rock was the first, my first professional MMA show i ever worked was there at really? baby rock yeah yeah it was my first show and i did it for free you know i really just i needed to get experience and um, um larry landless who was who was refereeing at the time um took me with him to go over there and i actually went with my old best friend rest in peace joe camacho um you know he, he was the one that got me into to, to jujitsu and, and mma um he goes hey try to get into this TJ show and he knew Larry and was like, Hey man, give Mike a shot. And uh, big John McCarthy had told me that he needed to get experience. And um, so I used to do a lot of smokers at, at gyms and, and, you know, back then, you know, they were actually illegal shows and I didn't even know they were illegal when I'm a cop, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I, was like, refer I was refereeing these shows. And I didn't even know they were illegal, man. You know, and uh, uh, you know, we were just, it was just gym on gyms. Right. So when I went to baby rock, it was my first like real, Bam, big, you know, MMA show, like a, and all the San Diego talent was there and they were fighting, uh, you know, the TJs, kids from Tijuana. And, yeah. you know, anytime you fight a Mexican, it's going to be a brawl. You know, if you get a Mexican on Mexican, it's going to be, it's going to be toe to toe. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's in the blood. There's, Mexicans don't have angles, man. Just move forward and they bang. Right. And uh, what's, what's, what I remember vividly about it was, I had a fight who was a local kid. He was from Ensenada. 
uh, from Ensenada or Rosarito, one of those places. But he, he was a big, 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 big Mexican. And uh, he got cut like sick, like a, like a nasty, nasty, nasty cut above his eye. And the blood was going into his eye. And the mechanic thing is, this, you know, when, when it's, it's depending on where the placement of the cut is and the severity of it and going into the eyes, it's affecting the, the fighter from, 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 from performing, you know, it's a safety issue. And uh, I call time and, and I uh, call time. And then I, I defer to my fight doctor. God bless TJ, bro. This is where it gets good. <laughs> I, I, I called time and this Mexican wanted a fight. He still was in the fight. I asked the fight doctor, I go, you know, time out, doctor, you know, he used to be the Spanish speaker. I go, in la cortada, well, the doctor was so hammered. He was drinking and, and, and he, he was trying to hook up with the ring girls. So, so I hit him and he's like, he had his back chin towards me and, they, and, he, and I go, I go, I go, doctor, he's like, and he's over here talking to go, you know, he's trying to hook it up instead of paying attention to the fight. And he looks up at the fighter and he goes, it's okay, it's okay. It's not in. He's okay. I was like, dude, I go, I knew that was even then I was, you know, a novice. And I right. saw that. And I said, well, I mean, if I guess it's the fight doctor says, you know, it's okay. And yeah. obviously, you know, there's, there's things we, we, we can actually stop the contest, you know, through, through, you know, through experience and that what I've done now, and I know what the rules are, we can stop the contest ourselves or the doctor, but I let the fight go. Dude, he ends up knocking the guy out. He comes back. Really? He came yeah, back, huh? He came back and, probably, and, he and knocked, Mexican he style, he probably looked at you like, like, oh, I knew I was like, the, <laughs> you know, I was like the you, punk, dude. He thought I was some Bad big dog. Punk. You know, though, but that's your job. Whether they can come back and 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 fight still or not, your fight, your your number one thing is safety. And sure. you know, and it's it's you do you 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 may win the fight, but you're gonna lose an eye. That's not what it's about. You know, it's about coming back and fighting the next day. But Mexican style is. I'll lose the eye. Hey, let's go. You know. Yeah, they're 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 in the moment and they don't think. And that's just you know that's just Mexicans. You know, a lot a lot of these guys have that worry mentality. And 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 uh, and part of your job as a referee is to protect yourself right. from yourself, protect yeah. the fighter from yeah. from themselves. You know, and that's that's uh, absolutely. That's, this isn't the night. This isn't the eighteen hundreds where they you know they fight to to the death or or they fight to one drops. Hey, it's you know you you're there for safety and you know it's just it's a sport. I totally get it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Baby Rock, you brought that up, dude. That was uh, that, 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 just, that was a uh, that was a that was a major flashback, man. Yeah, wow. Baby Rock, bro. And then we used to go to uh, you know Papa's and Beer and Rosarito, and then it's Nava Fabian, you know. And uh, you remember those, right? Papa's and Beers. Oh. And that, now Papa's and Beer is big now. You know, in Cancun, it's all over the place. But back then, it was just like Rosarito it wasn't. and Ensenada. It was. It was, it was there. And there was one in TJ. They opened up one in TJ. Oh, was it? See, I never went yeah. to the one in TJ, but we'd always go to the one in Rosarito because it had the the volleyball court on, no, you yeah. know, on the sand yeah. right there. Yeah. I mean, so the first time I went to that, man, I was like, oh, my God, I just died and went to heaven. Like, literally, we're on the beach in the, the volleyball courts in the bar. People were walking around, you know, girls in bikinis. We were able to drink beers at 18. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Then we'd go get the little... Uh, you know the little uh, um, the fish tacos right around the corner, or oh, the little man. right. Remember, the, or the, the little hot dogs with the bacon wrapped around them. Oh yeah, you go <laughs> and, and, and the little the little little buckets full of little beers. Oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you go, you get to go, man. You just put it down, man, for a few bucks. Yeah, man, right. you're oh, heaven, bro. dude. 
That was fun, man. That's when it was back when they was safe. You could go. It was a good time, man. We I miss it was safe. Times. It was yeah. very safe, man. It was. It was actually, you know, considering the way things are now and, yeah. and how, how things are down south, man, that was you know, that was actually those are those are some very fond memories of of, of going there and, and it's part of your adolescence of growing up, you know, and and, and really enjoying a safe, somewhat party scene, you know? And the worst thing that'll happen yeah. to you, you get into a fight. And, you know, you get your ass kicked. Big deal. All right. Yeah. You know, it's a big deal. You, you know, and, and it's it's sad because Mexico is such a beautiful country. Like, it's one of the most beautiful countries. I love going to Mexico. It's There's so much different parts about it and the culture. But, you know, it's 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 pretty dangerous now at, at, at times and at places. And For sure. It's sad. It's sad, man. I, I miss that. And I, and I wish that, like, the world was able to go, you know, experience how awesome Mexico actually is. It is, man, and but you do, you know, it's not, look at Acapulco, what it's turned into. Acapulco right. is just a gorgeous area in Guerrero. And, um, I mean, hell, it's, it's all the beheadings and, and uh, yeah, oh. uh, you know, it just, it turned into a, a just, just a disastrous, scary place to be, you know, it's a cartel and, um, right. you know, you just don't want to be there. And unfortunately, they they kill that market for tourists, you know, because of, yeah. of what's going on down south. But, hey, that's, that's you know, that's a, that's a horrible situation because you're right. Mexico is a very beautiful place, but unfortunately, as much as I love Mexico, you, if you right. go there, you better know where you're at. You better stick around to the tourist area and, right. and, and, and understand you better know your place because you're not in the United States. You know, you, you, yeah. you, you're, you're a guest there, you know, and, yeah. and they'll let you know, you know, if you act like a fool. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For mm -hmm. sure. And that's why a lot of times I still go to like, Hawaii because Hawaii I feel like it's in a different country but then it's America still like I, I got the best of both worlds you know speaking of which now you uh you know being not being safe and stuff but you're a you, you're real your shoot job you're like your your first job but you're an LA County Sheriff huh yeah yeah that's 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 my real that's my real job been a been a cop now for um over 25 years it'll be 26 years December since I started the academy so wow. yeah, December December twenty seventh, now nineteen ninety four was my first day. Yeah, I got some some of my boys that I, I used to bartend with and work in restaurants with that are, you know, LA County sheriffs now and stuff, and almost getting ready to retire and stuff. But yeah. and man, you guys got to start in the like in the jails and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. I worked Men's Central Jail. I worked there for five years, like all like all the deputies did, and uh, yeah, um, you know, I you know I, I worked all the I worked the high power floors, the the gang floors. I was, I've always been really interested in gangs. That's always been my thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, I, I just enjoy the subcultures of it, and 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 I always found it fascinating to see how how it worked and the and the the structure of it. And well, you uh, get it. So well, you got you grew up you grew up with it, and you saw your boys go you know one way or the other. They you went to yeah. the sheriffs, and one they went to gangs. You know. Yeah, and just you know, it was it was. I used to always be into, I used to interview everybody because they were always there. You know, you get a couple of sandwiches to, 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 uh, uh, to a gangster who's, who's, who's hardcore and uh, has a lot of knowledge to give you that's going to teach you on how to, how to communicate, how to talk, mannerisms, what to say, what not to say, and how to behave, you know. And um, I learned a lot. See, that's a good thing about the sheriff's department is the time you do in the jails. It, it, it prepares you because you're surrounded and you're outnumbered by inmates. So, 
it gives you that confidence that you you wouldn't get out of a, out of a kid who just graduates the academy and out into the streets because they're still still very immature. Not to say that the deputy sheriffs and the jails aren't immature because we were. We did a lot of stupid nonsense. But you 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 grow up and you grow up hard there and and uh, you learn a lot. Um, but I did five years in the jails. I think that's a little bit too much. I think ideal for a kid, for a young deputy to do, it should be at least two years. But because of the way budget cuts and everything is, it, 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 some people are there longer. But I, I did five, and then from there I went to East LA. I actually went back to the, uh, I went back to the community I grew up in, and um, you know I, I really enjoyed doing that. That was something important to me. And that's, I hear some of the stories, man, of going through that and going through the jails and stuff. And, and I mean, that's, that's a, that's, that's a tough one, man. That's some of the stories that my friends have told me, it's in the women's jails and stuff, man, you're, who that's, that's, there's no playing in that, you know? And one thing that I saw on your Instagram, when there was a lot of the riots going on in Los Angeles, um, and you posted something with, um, you had the homies there. I mean, they were the homies patrolling East LA right there saying, hey, no, 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 you guys aren't going to come and do that stupid shit in, in our, you know, in our city and yep. stuff. And these are the homies with the, the tattoos on their heads and all hanging out there. And they're right next to the cops, to the LA County Sheriff saying, hey, these are the sheriffs. They know, yeah. you know, they, they, they know us. They've been in jails, in the jail with us. They know who we are. They're not just some punk ass cop on the street. And I was like, wow, that, I didn't think about that, but it makes a lot of sense. You know what, man, that's, that's, I, I felt it was important to put that out. Um, you know, anything that I do put out on my social media, it comes from the heart and it's true. I don't, I don't, I, if I believe in something, I'm going to put it out if I think it's, it makes sense and it'll open people's eyes. For example, the, what you just mentioned right now in East LA, um, what had happened is looters and rioters tried to take over and try to loot the Nike store on Whittier Boulevard. Okay. Oh, and I know, you know, and I, and I know, you know, Whittier Boulevard very well, you know, right. And that part of Whittier Boulevard is the most, is like the, that's like the Mecca of East LA's cruising scene. That's where it all started. Uh, there's a lot of historical landmarks there. And, 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 and yeah, you know, I got some boys you, from the, from the Imperials car club and stuff, the OGs that uh, when they first the started, when they started back in the day and they said, man, they were just, cruising down and just enjoying it. It wasn't about gangs, whatever. It was just cruising, bro, you know? You said the Imperials, bro. That is old school. That's like the OG of cruising right there, man. That's right, that's man. Like, that's that. That's straight, like, old school Chicano cruising right there. That's like, that goes, man, that's deep back, 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 back. Imperials. You know? Imperials was, Imperials. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that's, I'm not a member of a car club. I have a 63 Impala convertible, SS convertible, but... Um, that's the one I'm affiliated with. That's the one that I kind of, that I, I associate yeah. with great guys, cool dudes, you know, they were kind of, they were one of the first, that's the OGs right there, you know, that's but, the OGs uh, right there, lot, a lot of other great car clubs and stuff, you know, and it's not like it was back in the day to where they'd look at you like, oh, what car club are you about, you know, and try to outdo each other, but they, they still do, you know, Hey, it's pride. So the Imperials, man, my, shout out to my boys. You know, it, 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 it's, it's funny because when you mentioned that, they tried to loot the Nike store and the yeah. deputies were out there and they cleaned it up. Well, what's ironic was it, it, it and actually, I, I actually, I actually take pride in saying this is that, uh, you know, you're not going to mess. You're going to, you're, you're an outsider coming into East LA to, 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 to the neighborhood where you don't That's belong. Right. And you're trying to take over this thing here. And these people take pride and they picked the wrong street, man. That's Whittier Boulevard. 
And they yeah. went there with their with their with their pendejadas coming in there and trying to loot and all kinds of stuff and, and destroy stuff and challenge the police. They weren't down with that. They went in there, they kicked their butts out of there, get on, yeah. you know, kick rocks. And then the deputies cleaned up the whole place and the deputy's response was on top of it. I mean, it, the sheriff's department didn't don't play. East LA station doesn't play. And Sheriff Villanueva was on top of it. We're not going to have that. So they took a proactive approach. But what was ironic was, like, like I posted up in that video, mm-hmm. the, that same moment, that same day, to protect East LA and, and, and the boulevard, these, these old veteranos and car clubs and, and all these old cholos and residents of the area came out there and they parked their lowriders on Whittier right. Boulevard and stood tall with the deputies and, and, and were there, hey man, you know what? This is our neighborhood. You know, we're gonna protect our own. Ain't no outsider gonna come in here and destroy us because you know we get along with it. And it was like a an amazing dialogue between the community and, and the sheriff's department, which is, you know, we have a job to do and we're gonna do it. And sometimes right. it ain't pretty how we do it. But you know, when it, you gotta come in and you gotta go, you gotta go, or else you shouldn't have done that. And and they respect that. And and it was funny is that these guys have been in jail before, been arrested by deputies, but that's how much respect they have for the sheriffs that they came out there. And I, you know, I thought that was pretty amazing, man. And it was important because you had, like you said, these tatted yeah. down dudes and like real right. hardcore dudes. And, and they were, they were down to protect uh, uh, a Whittier Boulevard and, 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 and their neighborhoods. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool, man. That was, that was right that's on. A ra- that's a, that's a rasa right there, man. That's, uh, that's you pride, they take pride in their neighborhoods and, and their, their place, their home, you know, that's their home and nobody's yeah. going to mess it up. You know, they, they work hard to keep it nice like that, you know, and you're not going to come in and, and jack that place up. And, you know, hey, you know, peaceful protest, you protest, whatever it is, what it is. But at the same time, you ain't going to jack up a place. It ain't going to be, you know, the uh, O.J. Simpson riots and stuff. That's not going to happen there. No, it's a different kind of animal now. And, and uh, you know, I've been out there, actually, during, during these riots. Um, yeah. It's not pretty. It's not nice. Um, you know. Um, you know, when, when the, when the first, when it first kicked off with George Floyd and, 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 and that incident happened, um, mm-hmm. Hey man, I had the same sentiments as the public, as you and I both, we talked about it. I, I don't, I don't, right. I don't like the way it went down. I thought it was wrong. I, right. I wasn't down with what the police did. You know, um, I have very strong feelings about that. I thought the officers were, were punks. That's, it's mm-hmm. weak. You don't do that to somebody. I mean, the dude's handcuffed, man. You don't, you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You don't need to be on his on his knee, on, knee on, on his on his throat. Um, you know, well, those are my sentiments. You know, I think once you're done, handcuff. Once the dude's done, you know, he, he he's got a he's got something coming to him. You handle it. Hey, man, get him up, get him out of there, and that's it. Get him treated, and that's it. And you write your report, right. and you explain what you did, and you you know you're obviously justified in what you did. However. You know, I had the same feelings as a whole lot of other people and a lot of cops did and a lot of cops still do, but that doesn't give everybody the right to go over there and think everyone's a bad guy. You know, everyone, everyone, right. every cop's horrible. And, and that's where we're at today at odds with, with, uh, with these, with these hate groups and these, these, uh, domestic terrorists as they are, you know, and look what they're doing in sure. Portland, Seattle, uh, Chicago, come on, New York, New York is awesome. Yeah. And it's a shithole now. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, here in Los Angeles, they're trying to do the same thing. But fortunately for us, we got Villanueva here, our, our Sheriff right. Villanueva, who don't, who don't play. And, mm-hmm. and we're not going to allow that to happen here in Los Angeles. 
So yeah, it's a, it's a, such a tough a tough thing. Like you have to. It's so PC now. You got to be PC, which is I I totally get it. I see where we've come from in the past. At the same time, you still got a rule. You got to you got to have put your fist down, and you got to not let this stuff happen. You know, peaceful protesting. I get it, but you know, looting the protesters protest, looters loot. Two different things, and it's like guys, you ruin it for everybody. When we're pro- people are protesting something, whatever it is, whether, you know, it's the women protesting, you know, uh, or a million man march or the George Floyd protests, I get it. But once you start looting and you're destroying and causing havoc, then you're, you're totally taken away from your protesting. It's, it, you, you've made it a completely different thing now, you know? So I, I, I understand, I totally yeah. get, you know, I'm not for... You know, this defunding the police stuff. It just doesn't make sense. Without the police, there's who are you going to call? There is no Ghostbusters, you know? you got to yeah. call the police, and that's, that is what it is. No, man, I, I, I agree. I mean, there's, there's you know, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just a complicated situation. Politics Very. Have, have, are playing, are playing a lot of a part in what's Very. going on, and... Uh, um, but you got to be smarter than that. You got to rise above it. I have no problem with people protesting and, right. and, 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 uh, and going against even stuff that I believe in or not. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not tripping. Hell, you and I, sure. we've yeah. talked a lot, right. man. And we're at odds with a lot of things. And we're like, right, right on, bro. Hey, so what's next, dog? Right. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's just, you move forward, man. And, and, um, you know, you, you can't have everybody, you know, you can't impose your beliefs on right. everybody and expect them to, to, to think like you're, you're like robots, you know, you, yeah. you know, but, but do it peacefully, be respectful, be mindful of where you're at and, and make your statement and get on. And you know, that's it. It's that simple. Hey everyone. I want to tell you about blue wire hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at blue wire hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is... You can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. That is bwhustle.com slash join. No, for sure. For sure. I, I totally agree with you. And it's like, you know, Hey, we all have differences of opinions. You can't impose your, 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 your opinions on somebody else, but at the same time, we respect others' opinions. I, I, I get it. And that's, I think where we're at right now in, in this country is like, I, I, I don't know when love and respect went out of style. Like still, I still love this country in the United States and my fellow man, I may not have to agree with them, but at the same time, it's like, you know, love, love and respect. And I still believe love's going to win. Love wins all. Love, love trumps all, right? Without That's saying it. that. That's, <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so how did you start? Like, how did you get, you, you trained? What, 
how did you start training, you know, mixed martial arts or like, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Let me start that again. That was a little messed up. So how did you start training Brazilian jiu-jitsu and, and martial arts? You know what? Um, I, I boxed when I was younger. I started at 10 years old, you know, nice. 10, 11 years old. And, um, you know, I wasn't good at all. I wasn't the greatest or anything. Yeah. Um, sure. But I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed boxing. I think uh, I, I was a huge fan of growing up with um, Julio Cesar Chavez, Marvelous Marvin right. Hagler, Vinny Paciencia, uh, Thomas the Hitman Hearns, you know, that whole era. I, I really enjoyed boxing. I just, I just, I was fascinated with it, you know, and uh, I enjoyed it. And I, I, I boxed for a few years and, and it just, I didn't really stick to it. I really wasn't that good. But I, I just, but I learned, you know, I, I just, I, I learned the mechanics of it just to protect myself. Um, you know, as I got older, um, as I got older, a uh, buddy of mine who I mentioned earlier was uh, Joe Camacho uh, Nini. He's the guy I went to high school with. He was actually the first black belt in East LA. And he was an MMA fighter. But before it was MMA, it was called NHB, No Holds Barred. And oh, yeah. uh, he was, hey, dude, right. it was NHB. He goes, he goes, he goes, hey, Mike, man. He goes, you know, he goes, hey, bro, you, you got to get into this thing called jujitsu. I go, I go, jujitsu goes, and I was watching the UFCs. I was watching the great Hoist Gracie, you know, do magic and choke people out. And it was like, a little skinny dude is, is, is choking people. What did I, I thought it was like, like, like some secret stuff, you know, it was ninja shit. And yeah. uh, he goes, it's called jujitsu. And he goes, look, let me take you to, to a gym that's close to your house. And I was so naive, man, and so stubborn. And I was like, no, nah, man, I, I don't want to go on the ground and wrestle with a dude. That's not my thing. You know, it's like, if I can't knock you out on my feet and you know, on your feet, then I, I don't belong there and I deserve to get my ass kicked. Well, I was working at jails. <laughs> like you missed, yeah, it was just, just, just really idiotic shit. So I, um, you know, I was working the jails. He goes, look, I don't want you to get hurt. You can contract AIDS or some kind of STD or something, hepatitis by guys that bleed in the jails or whatever. This is, you can choke someone out and, and it looks great on video. It's safe. So eventually he came by and picked me up and he took me to the first time I went to the gym, which was a this gym that I'm at now, New Breed Academy in Santa Fe Springs. And uh, I went there and I began training. And back then I was like 250 pounds in the jails. I was a big kid. And um, I got on the mat and I remember, you know, it was a bunch of white belts. I thought, oh, I'll, I didn't know how to wrestle. I didn't know anything. And, and my buddy was, Joe was like five, seven, maybe 145 pounds, if that. And he goes, just come at me hard. And, and, you know, I'm good. I'm good, homie. I'm good. You know, he, he you know, he was, he was like a homie. And, uh, and I remember him taking me down and he's just, he, he, he rear naked choked me. He, he arm barred me. He triangled me. He uma plata me. He knee barred me. He just neon bellied me. He just, rate me he kicked my ass and i was like you know i was so what, what is this what is this thing <laughs> i got busted down honestly travel i got busted down to rush to training with a 12 year old that's how humil that's how that's how bad i sucked and how mm -hmm. humiliated i was that i wrestled with a 12th grader i grappled with the 12th grader my first day that 12th mm -hmm. grader now is Noah, Noah Tillis. He's got his own gym now. He's a black belt. He's a little stud. And we yeah. became, you know, we were good friends. But that kid was a goofy little white boy with, with little 
glasses. And the only reason why I kept him down is because I was 250 pounds and had man strength on a 12 year old boy. And at that point I had two, I had two choices. One, walk out of that gym and hope this nightmare never comes back to haunt me and nobody, nobody ever remembered that I was there or face my fear, eat that humble pie again and go back and learn something that's going to, that's going to save my life. Or, or I mainly did it for my job. I wouldn't even think about refereeing. And, uh, I came back and that's how it all started for me. I, I, I fell in love with jujitsu and I got into another school that was, uh, it was called shark tank. And that was a uh, NHB fighting. It was more MMA. Um, it was basically just, uh, um, wrestling and, and it wasn't a formalized jiu-jitsu school it was just basically a fight school and I was going to both schools to learn how to you know fight on my feet and stand up and wrestle and then I was learning jiu-jitsu at the same time and I was just obsessed with it and I just right. it just took it just consumed me and and here I am today I got involved in, in, in officiating and it was um big John McCarthy who's the one that that took me under his wing and He's the one that, that schooled me. I wouldn't be here where I'm at today if it wasn't for Big John McCarthy. He, he's the one that he's the one that helped me out. And what? How did he get you starting in the in the ref game? Um. Well, when I first started, um, I I showed interest. My jujitsu coach, which was John Owano at the time, he's the one that made the first UFC glove. He, he he's mm. the one that made the Owano glove. Him and John were tight. They were good friends and you know, he had done business for him for his gym. And also he was, he made the first UFC glove. So they knew each other and he goes, Hey, I got to, they're going to my students. His name is Mike. He's all, you know, he's a sheriff, you know, you're LAPD, the big kid, you know, he's interested in being a referee. I think he'd be good. And uh, John's like, Hey, you know, John, John is such an unselfish guy. He's a good dude. He'll do anything for anybody. If you show interest, you know, and he goes, Hey, if he's interested, Tell him to do this. Tell me to get some, some training in. Give him my number. So I listened to everything John told me, you know, and uh, I needed to get experience. So I started refereeing smokers. I was a blue belt at the time. And I started refereeing smokers. And smokers was like at a bar, like a fights at, the, at a bar type thing, right? Or, or underground type smoke. thing? Yeah, kind of underground fights. It's like, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, actually, it kind of was. Uh, it, well, they're illegal. I mean, is what it is. And they're, but they're sure. not like, it's kind of like fights between two schools. So mm -hmm. my school against your school, and you get some kids, and then we grab another school. So we kind of match make, mm -hmm. and then you have mm -hmm. smokers. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like, who's the bat, who's, 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 who's got the baddest gym? But they needed a referee for it. So I was a wow. ref of those gyms. So I got to know all these camps and, got familiarized myself with all these fighters and that's how I started. And I remember working, doing like 25 fights uh, on a weekend for a show by myself. And I was just getting experience and experience. And that's when baby rock, my buddy, yeah. uh, um, uh, Larry Landis goes, Hey, you want to go? I'm repping the show. Come on out and you can work your first pro show. And there was that baby rock. And then from there, um, it came down to licensing and I would go to these commission hearings and big John, basically he co-signed for me and, and he goes, Hey, license this guy. And I got licensed and I started working and um, every step of the way with everything I've done, even with my own personal stuff in life and whatever I got going on, big John has always been there for me. 
and he's been he's been not only a mentor but he's been a good friend um he talks to my son you know uh, all the time and and uh with my lady we're we're, we're we're very close with him and you know he's yelled, i don't think he's yelled at anybody more than me because he's he's got a <laughs> you know he's got a, he does have a temper he he's got he's a man with very little patience but he expects you to learn and if you you know if you drop the ball and you don't listen you act like a dumbass he'll check he'll chin check you hard and mm-hmm. and john's a no bullshit man he's he's about I got nothing but tremendous things to say about the man. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a very kind, solid motherfucker. He's just a good dude. He's a very loyal man. And not only that, but his wife is also awesome too. And so is his family. So, um, but if it wasn't for him, I, I, I wouldn't be here. He's the one, he's the one that, that, that pushed me along the way. That's cool. I, I don't know John, but I hear really good things about him and, you know, people talk about him, but he's, you know, he was the OG, but he was also, you know, he's a man, he's a man's man. He's uh, yeah. very respected in, in, in the business. And, um, you know, people, you know, I now see him commentating, right? He's doing some commentating for Bellator. Yeah, stuff, he's, right? he's, a, he's a commentator. And, but see, with John, not only that, he, he practiced, he was a boxer, actually. You know, mm. for as big as big as his ass is, he actually has, he can actually move, uh, you know, really? for as big as he is. Yeah, he's got, he's got some, he's got some movement. He's, he's a black belt in jujitsu. So, you know, uh, he's, wow. he's not a slouch. Yeah, yeah. He, and you know, and now we got, he's got that, he's an ox, man. So he's got that strength. He's, he's got that crazy, you know, strength that'll just, that's just the way he is. And on top of that, he's, he's a, he's a total package, man. He's a solid dude. That's cool, man. That's, that's awesome. But you also got a bunch of other things going on, man. You're, I see you, you got a pretty good acting resume now, man. <laughs> right i see you're oh, like man. oh this guy's getting hollywood on me now he's you know i i, I see it all over the place yeah. you're doing some stuff with the mayans the, the tv show the mayans the spinoff of the sons of anarchy yeah 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 i'm uh um you know i got i got uh i got a i got a role on that i got a recurring role on that um and uh i'm the uh tucson chapter president ibarra is my name mm. and uh you know and I did two episodes last season and, uh, you know, hopefully more this season. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it turns out, but, uh, I am back. Um, and we'll see what happens. I, I haven't got the scripts yet or anything, but I don't know what capacity I'll be doing things, but, um, I'm sure it's going to be interesting for sure. That's awesome, man. you got a great look, man, for sure. That's, that's, that's really cool. Um, are you guys filming yet? Are you guys getting ready to come back? Do you have a start date? Um, it should start filming here in a few weeks. So oh, wow. once Good. they start, once they start filming, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be, they'll be getting going. So, but you know, like anything subject to change, I mean, you know how that is with, yeah, the, right. with everything, everything just gets pushed back and everything else. So as far as I know, this is like the third time I've been told we're going to film, but you know, we're, we're, yeah, everything's up in the air right goes now. Through this time. Everything's up in the air with the, with the quarantine and the COVID stuff right now. I mean, that's why I'm here in, in Brisbane, Australia right now, because we're supposed to be filming, you know, this new NBC show in uh, in Los Angeles, and because of the COVID, everything's shut down, you know. So we had to come here, and uh, I'm here for nine weeks. So how long? <laughs> how long do you got? How long you got to be locked down for? Two weeks quarantine. So um, uh, as far as Br- Brisbane's very very strict. Like literally, I got off the plane. I mean, I had the police escort me and one of the other guys off um, they put us on you know I mean it's, it's not it's very very you, you can't just okay go do your thing you've got to go right to quarantine I got two weeks in this hotel room tour I can't even I mean I can't even go outside they they 
if I have an order, like of some groceries or something, they bring it to the front desk, front desk knocks on my door, leaves to the front door, I open the door, grab it, and walk back in. So it's two weeks. But as soon as I'm out, at least here in Brisbane, there's no masks and everything's open. So that's why. There's like no cases here because of that fact. Well, okay. I get it. Two weeks is a long time, dude. Two weeks is a long time, man. You know, and it's, uh, you know, I'm getting work done. I'm getting to talk to you and doing some other different podcasts. And, you know, I'm getting my workouts here in, in the hotel room. I'm getting very creative. It is what it is, man. You know, I get it done and, you know, hey, you got to make some money and you're not working in, in Los Angeles. You, gotta, you just got to do it. You know, it is what it is. But for sure. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And one, you got to get it done. One thing that people that are not thriving, but doing okay in the quarantine and the lockdown and stuff is people that can pivot. Um, you know, all, everybody's life has changed. Everybody's had to do something kind of else. But if you're just stuck with that one thing and that gets shut down then, and you can't like, you know, pivot or go a little bit of a different direction, then people, some people are just like, that's it. Like, oh my God, life is ending. With me, man, I had so many different things going on that, you know, kind of wrestling kind of shut down and, you know, Hollywood's never shut down. You know, so, you know, entertainment's always going in and that shut down because of everything COVID. So I'm like, all right, so let's think. I started doing, you know, the podcast, um, you know, I started doing like cameos and that kind of stuff. So still got some money coming in and, you know, hopefully things get, things get better here yeah. very soon. You know? Yeah, I man, I got willing it does, man. Hopefully these things start opening up and things start getting better here soon, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah. just got to ride the wave, bro. That's it, dude. Well, I tell you what, your inspiration, I'm looking at your your Instagram and your social media and man, your son. First of all, he was a kick-ass amateur wrestler, but now he's he's at West Point. Yeah, 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 he's You got to be proud of a, that, man. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, I'm very proud of my boy. Yeah, you know, it was it was uh it was a tough, tough go around. You know, I was a, like I said, you know, I told you before, I was a single dad and uh, with full custody. So I was mom and dad. Wow. And, wow. Um, you know, that was very, very challenging. You know, just it was stressful, you know, and sometimes I didn't have time. I couldn't pick them up because I'm at work. And, right. you know, but, but like with everything else, you know, you make things work and you, you make friends with, with other parents. And, and uh, but wrestling was a very big, big part of his structured development and actually uh jujitsu and mma was because he did some kickboxing and and muay thai and judo and then he got into wrestling but he wrestling was is what took over and um you know he he uh he he was at st john bosco which is a powerhouse wrestling school yeah and, uh, you know great great he, great high school great high school solid school for wrestling and sports it's a good program and it fit his it fit what he was doing so I put him there and, uh, you know, he That's thrived. not cheap. That's not cheap. Right? Paying no, that's man. not cheap. Those, it, those uh, uh, Catholic Trinity League in California. Yeah. Modern Day, Bos Bosco, um, God, there's some, Santa Margarita. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, Servite, that's, that's, yeah. Servite, yeah. Sort of all powerhouse yep. schools with, with uh, sports and academics and everything. Great schools. But they're expensive, man. They really are. You're, you're not. You're, you're paying a lot, and we, you're, we're already paying a lot of taxes in California as it is. You're paying now. You're paying schools too. That's tough. You know, it was. You're right, dude. It was very tough, man. It was. Um, you know, I had full custody of him. You know, and, and I did go through a divorce, and you know, um, that was wasn't cheap. And uh, 
Um, <laughs> but what, what, what kept me afloat was... Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll leave that there. We'll, we'll just leave that, that right there. But, stop there for my blood pressure rises. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was... It was um, it was tough, man. And, 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 uh, one thing that, that got me through was working all those MMA shows. Um, it's what's funny is that if you saw me officiating or you saw a show at work, that didn't go to me. That was going to my son's school tuition, training, right. coaching, diet, food. Um, he ate and breathed and trained like a professional athlete here. And, and yeah, because wow. of, I'm, I'm surrounded by professional athletes and, and, and have contacts with, with great athletes um, that they, they would talk to my son and, and actually big John was one that was always real big in his development and what, mm-hmm. and he was steering me the right direction. Um, you know, I had Chael Sonnen, Chael Sonnen. Chael, yeah, Indian. Chael. Chael, Chael, what actually Chael is one of those dudes, man. You know his personality is his personality, like a like like a pro wrestler. He comes out, he can he can get he can talk his way to any fight. He's actually a brilliant dude, real smart dude. But he's a he's a charismatic dude. He's just a fucking shit talker, and he's good <laughs> at it. <laughs> and but one thing about Shale is that he would go out of his way to make videos and send to my son to get motivated him for wrestling. So who wow. does that? You know, those are That's the little things that behind the scenes that you don't, you see about certain people. You're like, wow, you know, on TV, he's, he has, he's that character of, of the villain. But in reality, mm-hmm. man, he's a big, lovable man. He's a good dude. He's a family man. And, and he would, he would do videos for my boy every time he would wrestle. He would send him a video, go say, hey, send this to your wow. boy. And uh, so wrestling took over for him. And, uh, you know, academics were big here, here at my house. So. You know, he put himself in position, you know, where we worked hard to, I worked very hard to get him to where he's at, but he's the one that had to put in the work. And mm. uh, he applied for, for Annapolis, for, for Naval Academy and, and West Point and uh, West Point called him first. So wow. um, he, he, he chose, he chose West Point and, uh, but he did have a very good wrestling. Um, he's got a good wrestling pedigree for sure. You know, it was a, I think he was a three-time All-American Um he was a Greco state champion and he was a state qualifier. So that's huge. And California is tough. That's, I mean, every state's tough, but California's got a, a lot of different levels to get to state, you know, for sure. That's, that's tough. That's great though. I, I appreciate that. Cause I, I'm such a wrestler, you know, I was such a wrestler and now, you know, doing jujitsu and that kind of stuff, you know, I definitely see the, um, the, the great relationship in both of them, you know, both who that's, you the man. You can throw yeah. some striking in that. Forget it. You're, it's over, right? And he's got youth, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eddie, yeah, he's, invinci- he's invincible right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's invincible. He's he's doing well, and and uh, you know we're blessed, and um, you know it's tough, and he's he's had he's had he's had his moments. It's been rough. Um, sure. You know that that school's there to break you down and 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 build you back up and humble you. Right. So. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep on grinding and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, or else West Point wouldn't be West Point, you know? That's right. So that's right. kudos to that. Kudos to West Point for sure. No, that's, that's, that's amazing. Now also to your, you, you, I, I see, you know, your Instagram stuff and see what you got going on there. And I see you posting stuff outside, hanging out with your cigar and your little tequila <laughs> right there. And I'm like, oh man, when are we going to get over there and go experience this with you, man? <laughs> yeah, dude. 
Yeah, matter of fact, the last time I talked to you, Barat, I was outside. I was smoking a cigar and I was talking to you, sipping tequila. That's awesome, bro. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. I, I that's one of my, my my pastimes. I love a good, real good, like a extra anejo tequila, and Ooh, um, yeah. and the extra anejo with it's almost like a, gosh, it's almost like a bourbon. They're they're just you know distilled in like bourbon or bought you know bourbon barrels, and uh, it's not like you know Patron where you shoot or whatever. Yeah, Konya, yeah. And you sip it, you know, in a snifter glass and a nice cigar. And it's what I like about it is that you, you do that when you've got nothing but time. There's no rush. You sit there and enjoy life. You know what, man? That's, that's, I, 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 uh, I work very hard. Um, you know, I work very hard for what I have. Um, I'm right. grateful and I'm very thankful for what I have in the position that I'm at with my health and everything else. And, 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 you know, Life is good. Things could be a hell of a lot worse in both our lives. You know what I mean? So we're, right. we're definitely blessed. And, you know, with that, with that said is I go outside just like, just like that's my time to, to just decompress. decompress. Man. Yeah, man. Totally. I, I, I go out there just like I grab yeah, my tequila. I love mandala tequila. You don't know if you've had it before. Mm. It's amazing. Mm -mm. Uh, we, we will. We'll, we'll hook it up okay. for sure. Um, it's it's okay. so when you sip. Uh, but all their tequila is great. All the, you know, the Posado, Arnejo, Arnejo or, or Blanco. It, they're all amazing. Mm -hmm. And the extra Arnejo is just, wow, off the chart. But I go out there, my little, my little speaker, put some Pink Floyd on. Man, and I'm straight, man. I'm good. You know, a little dark side of the moon action. And oh, it's all good, man. Can't go wrong with Brother. that. That's awesome, man. That's I'm I'm right there with you, man. I, I never was a growing up a Pink Floyd guy. I didn't appreciate them until I got older. And like, wow, Pink Floyd's so good. Just <sighs> listening to them, I thought it was like you know like drug stoner music when I was younger. And now I hear it, and I was like, wow, these guys are straight up musicians. Like amazing. They're talented. Yeah, they're phenomenal musicians, and their music. There's no other band like Pink Floyd. You know, they're they're you know a Pink Floyd song when you hear it because it is. It is a little out there, you know, it's a, it's, you know, <laughs> but, it's just, it's, but it's great, bro. It's just chill. What I like about it, it's chill. It's relaxed, you know, and, and like you say, you decompress, you throw that on, you got one of your buddies out there just kind of rapping, chilling, smoking that cigar, nice, easy, sipping the tequila. You know, we're not drinking a bottle of tequila or having eight cigars, just Sip one it. nice Sip it, bro. That's that's what it's about, right there, man. I'm, I'm, it, I wish I was doing that it, right man. now, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But you got to quarantine for two weeks, so you're stuck, bro. <laughs> I'm stuck, man. I am stuck right here with none of that. So it you is what it is. Hey, it's cool. I got a little balcony, which is nice. I got a little balcony. Um, I'm on, like, on the third floor. I got a view of the next apartment. It's not a great view, but the sun hits right at just the right time and at. at certain time of the day and I just go out there in a little slice of sun. I kind of get into it a little bit, you know, but, <laughs> but it, you know, Hey, it's cool. It's, 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 it's nice. I have the window, the sliding glass door open at all times. And just, it's, it's, it could be worse, like you said, but I like it, man. It's a nice little, it's, it makes me feel like a bachelor again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quarantine life can suck, man. Two weeks is isolated by yeah. yourself, man. That's just, you know, you're, you're, on, you're, you're on straight lockdown, dude. You're almost in jail. Totally, totally. Hey, one thing we do, the last thing we do here on uh, um, suplexes and cervezas is I throw some rapid fire questions at you and, uh, you know, there's no right or wrong answer, just kind of whatever. It's just to see what your fans 
see, get them to know more about you and kind of what your likes, dislikes. <laughs> you cool with it? Curveball. Shoot. Yeah. All right. All right. So, are you a vintage car guy or a new car guy? Vintage. Vintage. Gotcha. Me too. I mean, I love the new cars, but don't be wrong. Vintage is, they don't make them like that anymore, right? Um, were you Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair? 100% Hulk Hogan, and I do the best Hulk, Hulk Hogan impersonation. Let's hear it. <clears throat> Let me tell you something, me and Gene. I've been hanging and banging, brother. My heart and was way too long, man. I've been saving my prayers, taking my bottom and doing the training and believing in myself, man. Those are the four commandments and all the little whole community called live by brothers. But let me tell you one thing, Chavo Guerrero. Let me tell you one thing. What Jack gonna do, brother, when Hulk Media runs wild on you? Wow, bro, that was great. I almost thought it was like listening to you. You sounded just like Hulk. That's awesome. <laughs> you sound just like him. That's that's great, yeah. man. That's yeah, that's really good, man. I love it. Okay, that's cool. Very cool. All right. Um, <laughs> are, are you in, like? Now, I know that you are a referee for MMA, but there's both things. But are you a MMA or boxing? MMA. MMA. Are you, were you an Ali or Tyson guy? Tyson. Tyson. Thomas Hitman Hearns or Marvelous Marvin Hagler? Without a doubt, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, 100%. Man, remember those fights? Best, God, they were best three rounds of boxing. They were insane, right? They just banged and banged yeah. and just toe to toe, bro. I, oh, I still see those. I had, a, I, had a, I had a, I had a poster of Marvelous Marvin Hagler in my room as a kid, with Julio Cesar Chavez, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Vinny Paciencia. Really? The te the Tasmanian Devil. Yep. That's awesome. Hold on a second. I'm gonna move this because my battery's getting low. So I'll edit that out. One second. I don't know if my my background might go, but let me plug this in. Hold on. Okay. Oh, there, there we go. Okay. You're good. You still got your kitchen. Yeah, there's my <laughs> kitchen right there. Yeah, totally. Okay, so uh, back to it. Vitor Belfort or Randy Couture? Randy Couture, 100%. The man. Love Randy. Randy is one of my favorite. The, the natural he, Captain America. He's the shit. Good two guy time, too, right? two time division champ. He's the best. Randy is Randy actually baby Randy actually babysat my son when I would referee fights. Wow. Yeah. Good guy. Love Randy. I like I I was at a I've known him a couple other times, but I was at a um a like a Comic Con signing with him in Australia. Great guy. Really cool. Solid dude. Solid dude. Frank Shamrock or Ken Shamrock? Ooh. Both See, I know legends. them both. Both legends. I know them both and I love them both, man. And uh that's a draw. I I, I okay. just I love them both, right. man. I love cool, them both. Cool. Now uh we'll see if this fight happens or not, but um Conor McGregor or Manny Pacquiao. They're tough, man. I, I do some studying and kind of I, I, I always I, tailor these for I, anybody I'm talking I, to, but you know what? I I don't think it's that tough. I think it's really a no brainer to be honest with you. I think Manny Pacquiao is gonna go through him. And I think he's going to Manny Pacquiao. 
But Conor McGregor, man, he hits hard, dude. He's a tough dude. Well, well um, he's going into a different – he's doing, going into the other guy's ring. If Pacquiao or, or Mayweather went into the cage, Conor would eat him up. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's different levels. And Pacquiao, even older, he's at a different level than, 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 than Conor. But, you know, Conor, man, that dude can hit, dude. There's a reason why he's – you know, he, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's where he's at because that guy is – you know, he's – yeah, Conor's he's a stud, dead. dude. He'll knock yeah, you out. Yeah. yeah, for he sure. He it up. I know it for sure. And he's but, so yeah. confident and easy going in that ring, man. Whew. Um, yeah. I remember watching Pacquiao one time when he was, you know, God, just right in the middle, just just killing it. And he – it looked like he was just throwing punches, like 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 flailing. And I slow, I watched it with a friend of mine who was a pro boxer, and we slowed it down, and he had – Five hits right on the chin, bing, 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 right on the guy's chin, and I was like, God, he was so accurate when he was when he was on top. Oh my gosh, so good, so exciting, and such a um, an amazing fighter. That 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 was that's the only day that 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 uh, um, that Mexicans were Filipinos. Does that you know? <laughs> right? like, well, all of a sudden, hey, he's he's one of ours, and 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 yeah. and. Uh, um, you know, uh, yeah, Pacquiao, yeah, he's Mexican. Yeah, he, he, he's good to go, you know, because of the way he fights. He moves right. forward like a Mexican fighter. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, are you blondes or brunettes? Or, or los dos? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with brunette because my old lady's brunette. I hear you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you're eating, are you a soft soft shell taco or hard shell taco? I can eat, dude. I'll eat them both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Depends what mood you're in. Yeah, dude, I'm down for both. I love to eat anything. I'm down. Enchiladas or chili rellenos? Enchiladas, hundred percent. Enchiladas. Anybody yeah. listening that doesn't know what that is is uh, well, enchiladas, of course probably know what that is, but chili rellenos is like the, um, when you get that big poblano chili and they stuff it with, uh, with, um, you know, cheese and spices and stuff and cook it. And it's, man, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, Stallone or Arnold? Stallone. 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 Yeah. Sly, Sly is awesome, man. Sly's. Yeah. He's legit, man. Yeah. yeah. Were, were you an old school guy or were you a dumb and dumber guy? Movies. Old school, bro. Oh, nice. dude. Yeah, I love it, man. Right? Going streaky, <laughs> man, through the gymnasium. Oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> Every time those yeah. movies come on, I just, I, I just can't turn them. I just watch them. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You're my boy, Blue. Oh, yeah, you're my boy, Blue. Um, 63 Impala or 64 Impala? <sighs> Hmm. 64 is the, obviously the classic per se, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the standard of, 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 of Impala's. There's not much of a difference between the two, but I I would, that's a tough one, man. Because they're both amazing. Yeah. I, I actually like the, the, Maybe I should have asked 59 Impala or 64 Impala. You know, that's when you start getting 59 with the big cat eyes, you know, the old school style. 
Yes, the Batmobile. I would go with the '59. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, that, that, maybe I'll, I'll I'll alter that that question. <laughs> because '63 and the '64 are very similar, even the '65. Similar, yeah, similar. The '63 is a little bit. The '64 is a little more boxy. '63 is just a little bit more round. I'm a '63 impartial because I have a '63, but you know, either one's great. I see how people collect all these cars because the '59s are just. Oh, I, I love those so much with those big cat eyes, the big wing tips. The big wings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's that is, yeah, that's you know what I mean. It's an Impala, dude. That's a, that's a yeah. That's just that's just a that's, you know, that's a badass. You own an Impala, dude. You're a badass, dude. That's the shit. <laughs> that's 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 so that's so sick. Um, last one. Are you a Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre? Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, right there, the Chronic. Nice, I love Dr. it. Dr. Dr. Dre, for sure, man. Yeah, NWA, put it down. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Hey, Mike, dude, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and and talking to me and keeping me uh, occupied yeah. in this quarantine, man. Uh, I totally appreciate it, man. It's so good catching up with you. Uh, I enjoy our talks when we get on the phone and kind of just wrap up a little bit, man. You're a great guy, cool guy. Um, totally appreciate it, man. Really, really, really do. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Where can anybody find you? What you, you know, on social media and stuff? You know what? I'm on uh, Instagram and uh, uh, referee Mike Beltran, Twitter, ref Mike Beltran and, uh, and Facebook, you know, but um, I'm, I'm usually on Instagram for the most part, but yeah, yeah sure. That's, that's, that's where I'm got most you. active got, on. Got, got the Mayans coming back up season three. That's uh, pretty awesome. Look for Mike. Uh, any, anytime you see MMA, and you see the referee with the big old mustache that's the, the Mexican-German. <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. It's braided and it smells good right now. I just cleaned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure, man. Hey, man, again, thanks for taking time out of your day. Enjoy the rest of your day. You know, take your family my blessing. And uh, viva la raza, brother. Get his pants